that's that's that you ain't hear that. That was that was the key. Um. <laughs> anyway, well, welcome, welcome speak, to another episode of the Fellows Five Podcast. Um, this is uh one of your hosts, Kev. Uh, we got uh Quan, Warren, and Chris today, and um, you know we're excited to bring you this topic. I'm gonna let uh brother Chris bring us in. All right. Uh, so the topic is, um, what's the topic again, fellas? Now, topic is um, to go over what is one of the defining um, moments slash conversation had with a relative, uh, whether a parent, a grandparent, uncle, whatever, um, that really um directed our lives, um, like for a conversation or like just advice uh, that was given to us, you know, um, you know, at a young age or teenage age that we um, guided along our walk of life. So that's the um, I'm going to throw it over to Warren first. I feel like he has something to say because he says I feel like a lot. So I'll help you first. We'll go on. Oh, all right. Well, thank you, Chris. I mean, you get me out the way early, I suppose. All right. No. Um, yeah, right. Um, so there is – I feel like – no. I actually might not even I feel like a lot this time. So uh, – We'll see what happens. We just started. Um, so one of the – probably the most, I guess, significant – one of the more significant pieces of uh, advice that I received was from my mother. Um, and it's something that I think I, – I know I've said a few times on the podcast at least you know, over the past few weeks, months. Um, I know my guys have heard – a lot of people that know me will know the, about this. So – uh, the phrase is, those who don't know better can't do better. Um, the short story behind this is there was a birthday party where I uh, – this is when I was super young, maybe single-digit age. Um, I had okay. – something like that, something like that. Um, I had gotten a friend uh, – as a family friend, I had gotten them a birthday gift, and – they didn't say thank you, mm. and for whatever reason, it was really, it was really jarring to me. It really kind of hit me in a weird way. Um, so much so, I had to, you know, I had, I had a, I had to have a conversation with my mother about. It. I was like, "Mom, so what? Like, I know how to say thank you. I mean, you've taught me to say thank you. What, what happened here?" And very kind of plainly and easily, she just said, "No, those who don't know better can't do better." And you know, it kind of took a little bit for it to sink in for me then, um, but when I got it. I realized how inappropriate that statement is for so much. Um, and now kind of as I'm older and with a lot of the work I do, a lot of the different conversations I have, a lot of the, the different hats that I wear, um, remembering that everybody doesn't have the same level of experience or knowledge around the top, a topic, um, it often prevents people from behaving a certain way or, or acting a certain way. And it's not necessarily about you know, lack of interest, but sometimes people don't know how to do a certain thing. So, those who don't know better can't do better. Is my piece of advice. I like that. So, how how take you to, to, to get it after she said that to you? And, uh, it just happened like uh, centuries ago. Um, so, uh, yeah, how 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 long? It <laughs> was? So, I mean, I, like I said, I was young when it happened. So, I don't know if, if I really understood the the magnitude and the gravity of it when she said it um it took some time i mean you know we're still friend you know it's still a family friend it's still someone that i speak to now so it's it it 
obviously lands differently as I've kind of had the experience to really kind of tease it out and just apply it a bit more. Um, but I mean, it took a little bit. I was, you know, if I'm, if I'm single digit ages, it definitely took, you know, some years to kind of really have that meaning that I think kind of solidified it for me and just made it make the sense that it makes now. Um, was an instant, um, took some time, but I, I, I'd be lying if I said I knew exactly, you know, how long it took, but it took a little right. bit. The follow-up question to that is, they're, they're still family friend. Have you ever had a conversation with an individual about that? You know, like, oh, I was kind of, like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's not going to do anything now, but I mean, y'all are both grown, obviously. Uh, so I'm just curious yeah. whether that ever came up or not. No. Um, and I think I was still kind of in my younger mind, not really able to process it in in a way that would be meaningful. You know, it, it would probably would have been an emotional conversation, you know, and just emotions getting ahead of reason doesn't always doesn't always or often end well or go well um so i don't know that i was equipped to handle that conversation appropriately and i think i knew that much about myself so something i just kind of left uh where it was and you know kind of made my own peace with it glad you would make peace with that more thanks brothers indeed uh i'll jump in next and um there are a number of my dad has a bunch of sayings, and uh, one of them, the one I'm going to use, but maybe I'll touch on the other one later as well, um, comes from my aunt. My aunt, um, she's like a great, great aunt. Um, aunt Katie um, was kind of like the matriarch of the uh, the Newark family, the Newark, New Jersey family. Like we, um, that side of the family had migrated north from uh, from Georgia, and she was the one that held down and established roots. And, um, and she was a numbers runner. Like, she was, like, a real tough lady. Like, um, yeah, she was, like, an OG for real, among other things. Um, but she, she was quick with the numbers, smart, um, established a whole house, and raised, like, several generations of, of, of kids up there. Um, she would always tell my dad, my dad always talks to me about it now, um, everyone has to run their own race in their own time, right? Um and it's kind of it kind of goes to what we were talking about a little bit last week about keeping up with the Joneses, but it's also it's deeper in, in the sense of, you know, uh, things will come to you when they're meant to come, and you can't rush it, um, and um, you know you can't get caught up in trying to compare yourself to to others, whether they're friends, family, um, you know, coworkers, etc. Um, you know, things are going to come to you. In their own time so you know you got to be patient keep moving forward um you know hearing that as a kid it's like all right you know slow down or like don't drive my car too fast um but um you know now as an adult um and, and experiencing things and and wondering how things work and, and uh why certain things happen at certain times um you know kind of realize yeah like you know you really aren't um to the extent that you can control your destiny, right? And that, that's a whole other conversation about what you believe in and how that works. But, you know, you want to keep putting your best foot forward and, um, you know, when there's opportunities to take them. Um, but if things don't go your way, um, if someone does something faster than you, um, if someone looks like they're living uh, grander than you, um, doesn't matter. Like, you know, everything's going to come in its own due time. So, um, so yeah, everyone uh, runs their own race at their own time. And um, it also works in the sense of like you know, if um, 
you know, you've gone through something, you learn from it, you can try and give someone all the game you want to, to how to avoid it, right? But if they don't get it, they got to run their own race. You know what I mean? So, like, a lot of different applications. I love that one. Um, so, yeah, kudos to Aunt Katie and my dad for uh, for keeping that one in the family. That's what's up. I'll um, mm-hmm. hop on the trend here. So, for me, uh, also comes from my mom. Um, she used to tell me, good, better, best. Never settle for less until your good is better and your better is best. So, not only was that, like, super catchy as a kid, but it was also... Um, also helped to like instill a sense of like constantly trying to improve upon something um trying to make sure that every day i'm working to be the best kind of version of myself um but then i also had like a reckoning at a certain point in my life i don't exactly remember when it was but when i had to realize that not everybody tries to do that so um you know that was a hard um moment for me because I'm thinking that everybody is trying to be the, the best person, the best possible person that they can be, and that's just simply not the case. So, um, at, at one point, it was, you know, met with like uh, resentment a little bit, like, what the fuck, like, do better. But as I've gotten older, you know, some people don't, like Warren was saying, don't know any better, and then there are also those that simply can't do any better because of circumstances that go beyond my understanding and it's not my place to know so um the good better best one is always something that um has always stuck with me and it's also given me perspective in my i can't say twilight years but as of late to just know um where your strengths are and where to uh, best allocate your time so that i can always do my best in those ventures uh oftentimes i look back and say like you know, man, I could have been a ball player. I could have played football. I could have done these different things. However, those aren't the best applications of my talents and my time. I could have done those things, but I wouldn't have been the best that I could have been if I had done those things. I'd be good. Some might even say I'd be better than most, but I wouldn't be my best. And so me being my best means doing things that I know that are, are genuine and um, a person to me and excelling uh, to the best of my capabilities with that. I like it. I like it. All right, Chris. Chris, what you got? Just uh, hop in there. Uh, what's up? A quick story. So, um, my pops uh, is like my uh, somebody I look up to um, and my hero. Um, one summer when I was younger, I was probably like 13, 14 as a teenager, and my dad owned his own business. So I was going to work with them. Uh, for the summertime, it's going to have like 20 minutes off stuff. Me and my best friend, we were, um, you know, we hung out every single weekend playing basketball, you know, whatever, just kind of hanging out. And uh, the, 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 uh, my, we always had pizza. Uh, so my, my pops ordered some pizza for us. He gave me the money, uh, made a pizza, man. And he gave me like 20 bucks to pizza my friend, like 15. So I'm like, oh, okay, this got like a dollar tip. He would be fine. So I was going <laughs> to give him a dollar in pocket four. And um, my dad um, peaked it. Like he was, he got really, really, really upset to me. Like to the point, like I can't work with you. Like that's how you are, you know, um, with with shorting somebody or, you know, stuff like that. Like he, he got really pissed off at me, honestly. And it, it taught me a lesson um, in terms of just always being generous. 
Um, you know, treating uh, treating people the way you want to be treated. You know, if I was a pizza guy, would I want some? Would I want a twelve year old kid shoot me a dollar or four dollars and you know and give me you know, stuff like that? So it taught me a lesson in terms of just you know treating people with respect. Um, you know, and and and, uh, and honestly, just always be honest, man. You know, like to this day, if if I if I get more money back or they get somebody gives me more change or if um, somebody doesn't bill me correctly, I will go back into the store or the restaurant and say, hey, gave me this money back or whatever. So it just taught me a lesson in terms of just integrity, uh, generosity, and just really being a, a good human being. Um, so um, that's that's um, something that to this day I will never forget. Um, he might have forgot about it, but um, it taught me a, a huge lesson how to be a, a stand-up individual and a, uh, and a man of integrity. So, um, that's that's my uh, my short story. Hmm. I like that story. I think um, Chris, if there's any way you can improve your audio, you can get your little choppy. But um, but nah, I love that. I, I love all those stories. I'm wondering how these, I guess these nuggets, these little tidbits have really impacted us today? I mean, do you think they've shaped who you are? Do you think they've, and if they have very specifically shaped you, how are, how are some examples or what are some ways that they've kind of made a difference in who you think you've become or your trajectory? Like, is there any specific thing that you could note to say, you know, because of that, I do this now, or I think about things this way? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, um, the one that kind of goes with this is, um, you know, my dad, my dad is Muslim, so he would say Allah is the best of planners for the Quran, but, um, you know, God is the best of planners, right? That goes, goes along with the, everyone runs their own race and their own time, right? So, um, so patience, um, I'm, I'm an extremely competitive person, you know, as you get to know the fellows, um, you know, so I, I like to win it at everything, damn near. Um, if it's something that you can win at, I'm trying to win it, um. So, um, so that comes across often in, um, in life, um, if I'm trying to advance in my career or, um, you know, secure a new position, that's the same thing. Um, anything like that, it comes across and, and, and sometimes I, um, and I think I got this from, from growing up in a Jordan era, right. But like, I, I try, I'll, I'll create a competition or like a opportunity to, to win something from nowhere. And, um, and it's helped me get to a point in my life where, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I like, I like where I've gotten, you know, I can go further, but like, I'm, I'm comfortable. Um, I can take care of my family or whatever. Um, but when things go wrong, right. So I've had a, a, a tougher time, um, the last three or four years. Right. So when things go wrong, it kind of puts you into a place where it's, um, the winds don't come as easy as they used to, you know what I mean? I had one, you know, maybe I'm Jordan, if you want to use that, that reference, and I, and I won my six straight championships, and I'm undefeated in the finals, and then um, I have some turmoil, and then I come back as I'm 38, 39, 40, and it's not as easy. I can't jump as high. I'm not dunking on people the same. I'm playing for the Wizards now. Um, and um, and it's perspective. Um, you know, everything happens in its own time. Um, all you can do is really um, put your best foot forward, um, you know, smile through the adversity, try to enjoy life, enjoy the little things, um, you know, 
the 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 thing about that metaphor about running your your own race in your own time it's not always what i've learned the last few years it's not a rush right you're not you're not actually in a race to like maybe it's not to finish first maybe it's like to experience all things you can experience along the path um and that's really what i've been taking from from that it's kind of just slowing down you know there's adverse times you deal with them um you lean on your friends uh and you try to just you know for me it's just and yeah you know as philly says you know trust the process right like you kind of just gotta persevere and, and and let things come to you as they will so um so that's really been um the lesson for me uh recently and where i've, I've applied that idea um the most is kind of just you know rolling with the punches taking things as they come and um really you know seeing through you know there's a troubled time there's a, there's a bright spot in there right so like the world has dealt with this pandemic for the last year now and um this lockdown and what it's allowed us to do is allowed our friendship to grow closer it's allowed us to create a podcast it's allowed us to really cherish the times we have got to spend with each other i think we've only hung out maybe twice you know two or three times since the pandemic so um each of those moments have been really valuable for us as a as a as a, as a you know family as a collective group talking about the five, the fellows five so um yeah i think finding a way to be positive when when it's hard to be positive is um is one of the things and um and enjoying the journey so that's that's what i can take from those um over the last few years, those times where I had to apply those words and, and live by them. Thanks, Kevin. Mm -hmm. um, I'd probably say for me, just to, uh, kind of like defining what it means to be the best uh, version of me, which means I have to understand who I am uh, as well. But um, I mean, that, that can be a struggle because we don't live in a vacuum. We're not islands. And so oftentimes we're coming into contact and we're having relationships with other people and when you have a certain expectation of yourself you know the one thing that was hard for me for a little bit was managing my expectations i had for others particularly people that were close to me from in a relationship um you know getting getting an understanding and a level of like communication that i felt was like appropriate and that's like this is what it should be um but that's you know that's not always the reality that's not how relationships are really built you know you're supposed to take and accept people as they are and you know if if that's something you if that's the person that you're interested in you want to be with then that's not a problem for you to do that um however for me you know i went through several phases where i was more i was the best version of myself for other people as opposed to being the best version of myself for myself um and once i really got to that point of realizing that you know um i can be the best version of me for me and sometimes that's going to mean i don't need to be with anybody i need to be alone and have my own space and have my own time um you know that that really changed my perspective on a lot of things but um I mean, it's, it manifests itself in so many different ways. Um, and it's not even about being a perfectionist. It's really about, you know, representing yourself the best way possible. And, and you know, being honest, and like Chris mentioned, having that integrity of like, 
is this who I am? Like, is this the best me that I can give somebody? And that's tough because you don't know. You know, in, in those moments, you're just trying to, to do what you think is right and what you think is the, the best thing to do. But you, you can never know, you know, for certain that, you know, you made a good decision or you made the right decision. Sometimes it, it, it things just kind of have to, to fall in that line. But, um, yeah, I think as I've gotten older, I've gotten better at being able to just put things in a proper perspective. Um, you know, having gone through so much and been through so much, having the, that adversity um, does help you, at least it has helped me, to kind of do that. To really put things in perspective and say, look, like, I made the best decision that I could at that time. And, you know, if I can go back, you know, maybe I would do things differently. But, you know, knowing what I knew then, but then this was still the best decision. So, um, yeah, it's, it's always a challenge because it's almost like reinventing yourself every day and trying to really be better and sometimes you're not going to be better sometimes you're just going to be just as good as you were yesterday at something but you know if it's it's it, it's the the purity of the conviction behind it to really push yourself to improve and to learn from mistakes to learn from failures to learn from the adversity to say you know what all right i get it i understand now how can i apply this moving forward and um that can be humbling Oftentimes, very humbling, um, but I think it's also necessary in terms of growing and, and again, being the best version of yourself. Chris, you want to jump in or you want me to go? Yeah, I got you. So a lot of the work that I do now, so I do a lot of different odds and ends in terms of the work that I do. I guess that keeps me busy, keeps me employed, keeps me happy in my, in my life. Um, a lot of it involves communication a lot of it involves speaking with different people um getting to know people kind of learning how systems work and just kind of operate within those systems and what i have uh i guess the way that i've kind of applied you know those who don't know better can't do better um so just so i guess specifically or one of the specific things is i work around culture um, I work with culture, I work with diversity, I work with trauma, but kind of going to the, uh, speaking to the culture piece, just understanding that we don't all know everything about everything, right? We are pretty much experts of one thing ourselves, and we're still, you know, hopefully we're still always working on that. So when I have some conversations and just kind of pose some, you know, some perspectives to people, just to introduce them to the idea of this other thing that could exist, right? Um, you know, thinking like, so yeah, I love peanut M&Ms. I love, uh, this is great, peanut M&Ms is great. So what about plain M&Ms? What do you mean plain? Well, you know, what if someone's allergic to nuts? What if, you know, people don't like, you know, how big they are? What if, what if it's, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, right? Um, so I think it's, it's kind of offering that there is a, there is a plus to something else. There is some someone that feels something different about a thing. And we often get in a space where we may be judgmental of what we don't know or not comfortable with, right? So, you know, plain M&Ms are dumb because blah, 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 blah. And 
someone might say, well, why why would you be so aggressive against plain M&Ms, right? And obviously, this is a very silly example, but it's to kind of you know punctuate the uh, the idea of differences and how in this world everyone is different, right? We're all different from everybody else, and just understanding that we don't have we it, it's probably not going to be beneficial if we believe that everyone knows and understands the same things that you do um so kind of understanding that i i guess having that piece of information it reminded me to not get frustrated it reminded me to to kind of take a pause and and work on my communication work on bettering myself and just kind of being who i need to be for the sake of furthering a conversation for the sake of making a relationship for bridging a gap what have you um and, you know, just kind of even even with my friends and just like people that I'm close to, just, you know, remembering that we all have differences and just kind of being open to the possibilities of myself growing, right? Me knowing that, oh, I don't know this thing and, you know, I shouldn't be so quick to judge this thing that's new to me or foreign to me. So, yeah, it's been, it's been helpful for me. I mean, it's been very wildly and hugely helpful just to kind of occupy the space of maybe someone doesn't know something right so ignorance can really just be ignorance you know in the definition sense of just not knowing something uh speaking of what you're talking about Warren, with the, okay. um, i don't want to say ignorance but not knowing something i was talking to a colleague earlier today or yesterday rather i should say and for me um especially a lot of the work that i do in terms of mentoring and just the research and understanding of it um really has been enlightening in the aspect of it's okay not to know something uh, um it's it's very okay not to know the expectation that we need to know everything at any given point in time or that um you know if somebody can just have an answer for every situation is it's not realistic and I, this came up as we were we were actually discussing the um, the bachelor scenario and how he um, it basically boils down to uh, African American male was the first African American male bachelor and selected a woman who had a a troubling past where she attended a um, uh, antebellum themed party back in college um, and. Just very bad, bad taste. Um, but this it all came to light after the actual season had been recorded. And so he had selected her and then they had to have a conversation about, um, you know, why that was wrong. And, and there was a, a kind of like a reckoning, a moral reckoning, if you will. And so they had them back on the show, like a reunion or whatnot. And he was asked, like, you know, is there an opportunity for you guys to have a future together. And, and in that moment, understanding the gravity of that entire situation, he didn't have an answer. Um, he simply, he, he spoke to growth that, he, that she needed to do that he couldn't help with because that was a very much a intrapersonal thing. Um, and that it was a situation that, you know, he didn't know exactly what what to say or do um so in that moment i found a certain level of of, of clear 
humanity in this guy where it's like, yeah, you're not going to have every answer. Mm-hmm. And no matter what the situation is, no matter how much pressure there is, you know, you're not, you can't always be expected to know exactly how to respond to something. And sometimes in life, we have to take our time and take a moment to sit with things and to think on them and to dwell on them and say, okay, how do I navigate this? How do I figure this out? You know, is it is it me? Is it the other person? Is it society? Is it a combination of all of those things? Um, but not having an answer in that moment, I feel like shows a level of maturity because as we get older, when we're young, we don't know anything. We want to know everything. As we get older to like those teens and those young adults, we think we know everything, or at least we want to see ourselves as knowing everything. And then as we get older, we realize there's the smartest guy in the room is the guy that know that he doesn't know everything and so we get to that point where it's like i'm comfortable smartest person in the room during one time almost history month i'm um i think we all we mm-hmm. as we get older we get more comfortable in saying that you know i know what i know and i know what i don't know but i also don't know what i don't know and there's a beauty to that um so that's kind of what i want to add to that that little mm-hmm. wrinkle that you that you mentioned i think chris got something no i i, I agree Quan. like you know i think like admitting that you don't know something it, it's it's you're vulnerable um and it, and it brings a certain level of humanity for to you um so um you know as a especially in the workforce you know in the work world you know being i'm, I'm a a leader at a company, um, and I tell my, my team, like, look, look, if I don't know something, I'm not going to lie to you and make some crap up. I'm going to, I'm going to work to find the answer for you, but you know, I don't know everything. And I think um, a lot of folks appreciate, um, you know, people just being vulnerable and being human. You know, we we don't know everything, um, and admitting that, it's nothing wrong with admitting that. I think you actually get more credit admitting that than acting like you know everything and then you don't know crap. So, um, just to add to that. Yeah, and that's a good point, Chris. And 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 Quan, thank you for your adding piece as well. But I think it's difficult because what we're trying to do is establish ourselves as people in the world, right? We want to establish ourselves as authorities, as leaders, as you know, role models, as examples of whatever. And I think it's unfortunate that we don't see the the strength and the the power in vulnerability, right? It's like I need to know everything. I need to have all of the answers. I need to be able to to solve all the problems. And the truth is, you know, so I think humanizing and and important to be like, you know what? I don't know. We can learn through this together. But it's tough to kind of be in that space of admitting you don't know something because I think we put pressure on ourselves to succeed, to be the top, to, you know, to to be the one that has all the answers and you know i don't think we consider the fact that everybody's often learning yeah, I mean, together I've, I've had that you know that reflection more so recently as you know as we all live in philadelphia and um you know working in, in west philadelphia in particular you know experiencing you know the the, the tragedies that we've witnessed over the last you know couple of days um you know people do want answers you know I've, been out to you know um to an event where the community just just needed 
you know, there was a, a community meeting and we had members from the community and, and council people and, you know, the DA was there and, and, and all sorts of people. And um, the one thing that I, I definitely could appreciate was the fact that it wasn't just an opportunity for, you know, politicians to come out and show face. They genuinely said, like, we're going to introduce ourselves, but we want to hear from you guys what 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 do you think we can do? Like, what's what can be done? Um, because they didn't have the answers. They felt as though, like, we, we've tried to do things, but clearly we're doing something wrong. And, you know, we're looking to the community to see what, what you guys think. And unfortunately, the reality of the situation is the people that were in attendance aren't the ones that are involved in this at all. You know, and, and, and the youth, um, you know, killing each other, unfortunately. Um, those are the individuals that really need that conversation. Uh, those are individuals that, you know, need to be asked that question, well, what is it that we can do to help stem this problem? Um, but it, but even still, not to take away from the fact that they were asking, as adults, as people that have influence, have power, what can we do? Because they didn't know. Uh, you know, and, and, and for me, like, you know, coming from a different background, coming from a different place, you know, and interacting with a lot of these teens and a lot of these youth and having to, I don't want to say humble myself, but be vulnerable enough to know that I don't know their experience. I don't know what it's like to grow up where they grew up. I don't know what it's like to have this be your normal. You know, I can operate through this space because I'm not from that space. And by a certain, by a certain extension, what's happening doesn't necessarily apply to me. However, for them, that is their reality. And so for me to come in and just say, you know, you know, hey, from my from my perspective, all you gotta do is this. Or, you know, it's not that bad. That's wrong. You know what I mean? I'm I'm much better off just saying, I don't know what's going on. And I'm here to learn from you guys what's going on and let's have this conversation let's have dialogue um, because that's important and I, I think i link that to also having kids i think the best advice i got from a former colleague in, in terms of like knowing when you're prepared to have kids he just simply said you're never prepared you're not you're not going to know everything um and you're not going to know anything about anything when things start to happen um, and that was confusing at first, but then comforting later. Um, but I, I think frequently about what kind of, of dad I'm going to be. And when my kids ask me questions, how I'm going to respond, you know, am I going to try to be their hero that knows everything? Or am I going to be honest about things that I don't know and just simply say, I don't know. And am I going to be okay with being vulnerable in that moment with my kids to, to say, you know, right. yeah, I, you may see me as a superhero, and that's fine. I appreciate that. But even superheroes can learn. Even superheroes can can make mistakes. They can, you know, get better. They can do better. And I wonder what kind of impact that's going to have on them as they grow up and mature and be young people and, and adults and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure you guys, as fathers, already – maybe speak to that as well you know how do you 
engage with your with your kids when they ask you questions that you don't necessarily have an answer to or don't know how to respond? Well, I mean, I think I mentioned earlier, man, just like just, just being honest, dude. Like, you know, I went back to that story with my dad, you know, um, you know, just being a man of integrity and honesty. Like, if I don't know something, I'm, going to, I'm not going to make crap up for the sake of making it up and have my kid go back to school saying, my daddy says this. And he's like, yo, that's totally off the wall and wrong. Like, your daddy's an idiot. So <laughs> there's nothing wrong with <laughs> being vulnerable and saying, hey, Jackson, you know, or Jameson or Blake, like, I, I don't know the answer, you know, but let's let's find it together. You know, daddy will learn something today. Like, I think that the, the, the idea that we have to have all the answers, we have to know everything is what's wrong with society. Like, we all can learn. We can all learn from it. We can all learn from each other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, that's that's just my my feeling on that. You know, if I don't know something, I'm going to be honest and say I don't know something. That's that's with in any environment with my kid or in the workplace or whatever. You know, because you know I'm I'm human. Um, I'm not perfect, and you know I, I can always learn. And you know, I'm, I'm not, the one thing that I always say is, look, you know, it's not about having like it's not about if you're right or not or I'm right. It's about getting the getting down to the right answer and making sure that we're doing the best thing for, for like whatever the situation it calls for, whether it's like you know a customer or, or you know the, the or the kid or whatever. It's like it's, it's about you know doing what's right for the situation. It's not about if you're right or I'm right. I don't care about that. I want to make sure that we have the right answer. So, um, I think if we all take a step back and just are yeah. honest with each other and vulnerable, I think we'll be better as a society. Honestly, I love that, Chris. Um... Yeah, and I mean to echo on that. One of the one of my favorite things that happens when I'm talking to, to uh, Blake or any other young kid or anybody in general is just if we get to a point where there's a question and we don't have an accurate answer, or even to confirm if one of us thinks our hunch is is close, it's just to look it up and to to show kids it's very easy with you know smartphones these days to to have a world of knowledge. In the palm of your hand so um you know to answer you know the, the the questions we don't know the answers to we can attain them we can learn them we can um learn from them and then you know we can share that with more people so you know as you guys have all kind of said um the goal should be growth from all of these these sayings um whether it's exploring vulnerability or um you know uh being the best version of yourself um you know being patient to to persevere through things um um you know, learning better so you can know better. Um, all those things um, acquire, uh, require, um, you know, patience and then then a, a quest for knowledge and, and bettering yourself. So um, to the extent that we can help people and like Chris said, be vulnerable when we don't know, um, you know, growth growth is always the goal, I think. And, you know, um, it was the uh, uh, Netflix did the show, uh, was Iron? No, it wasn't Iron Fist. It was um, what was the one with the guy? Uh, he, the bullets kept bouncing off Luke of him. Luke Cage, man. And uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. And uh, the barber in in the show was always like, you know, always moving forward, right? Keep moving forward, and that's that's what we got to do. Yeah. I think one of the best things um, that took out of that show, obviously, um, you want to avoid uh, violence, and you know, if, if a black man could be bulletproof, that'd be amazing. But um, but yeah, keep moving forward. So you know, through it all, um learning um growing yourself um teaching others keep moving forward hey chris i apologize i forgot to uh, we started uh, on a tangent forgot to come back to um your uh your piece of advice how that's kind of made you who you are as an adult has it kind of shaped how it's shaped you into you know 
who who you identify yourself as today, but be it work, be it just personal life, you know, how is I mean, your uh, your kind of just being that? generous and not being a, a conniving and and evil little dude, you know, if I'm if I'm taking money off top from a pizza guy, you know, and my dad ain't correct me on it, you know, that I mean, I'm not, I mean, I was, a, I would think I was raised raised as a good kid, but like, you know, if my dad ain't called me out on that, then I probably okay, well. I can start taking, you know, my, my you know, I, I, I think it, it would set me down a different path, you know, in terms of not being honest and, and treating people the right way. I think it would taught me that, you know, it's it's me first, then you, that type of mentality. And that's not how I am. Like, you know, I always try to help other people out and I'm, I try to be generous and, and, and look after other people um, and give back. Um, and, you know, if I'm if I'm taking, you know, five dollars from somebody and, and giving them one when. My dad told me explicitly, like, give this is the tip, this is the man, this is the tip for the, uh, you know, for the for the delivery guy. Um, you know, I think that would have said that that would set the tone, like, okay, well, I can I can take from others um, to enrich myself or um, to you know better myself and and and, and put others down. Um, so I'm not saying that I would be a, a bad human being, but you know, I think that sets the wrong um, the wrong tone. So it just taught me just being, you know, be honest, number one. Uh, you know, be be a man of integrity, give back. You know, um, and treat other people the way you, you want to be treated. The golden rule. Mm-hmm. I like it. You know, the the real question is, um, not still from a future topic, was do you, do you return your shopping cart? That's the real question. Depends on my mood, bro. <laughs> nah, I I, I, I do. No, I, and you know what? And I and nah, I figured I, that's I, what I it's gonna be, it. Chris. <laughs> Yeah, I have my I have my, um, my my main streak, but you know, if I see somebody that that has a cart, um, and it might be like an elderly person, or it doesn't matter, man. You know, if if, if I'm putting my cart back and they have a cart, I'm like, I'll take it for you, and I'll take the cart back for them. Um, so that's that's so I do always return the cart to answer your question, and and if I I I, I look for opportunities to help people out. So if, so if the elderly lady is putting the groceries in, I'm like, hey, I, you know, I can take that for you, and I'll walk it back for her, and you know, she can get in her way and go. Do what she's doing. So, um, I'm, a, I'm a nice guy. I really am. Heart of gold, right there. Heart of gold. <laughs> okay, so, so Black Hulk is a nice is, guy, everyone. Cart, Absolutely right? is. Let's clarify. When you say return the cart, are we saying return it to the storefront, or are we saying put it in one of those little the receptacles? Yeah. The cart, the, 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 the aisles. Yeah, the the cart lanes. So yeah. that those are interchangeable. Yeah. We're using both yeah. of those. Yep. Not just leaving it in the parking lot, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, Return we're it going. to where yeah. it, where so the cars yeah. live, where they exist. They live at the storefront. I mean, they can be. I mean, there's a there's a a spot that said shopping carts in the parking lot where you you push them and then the people come around and they they group them all together right. and then they return them back to the front. But I mean, I think both of those either spot so is the, okay as long as you don't leave it like astray somewhere random. Or leave it at your car or in a parking space or in the middle, like in the driving area. So it's, it's or steal it, right? Yeah. So yeah. So I guess the question is, you know, do you put it in a place where it belongs or leave it where leave it when me, you're done with it? I, I, I have to return it because yeah. And, and it's for me, it's not even about like, am I being a good person, doing the right thing? I think about other people, which I guess kind of falls in line with that because I'll often get concerned that. If you just leave a cart out and a gust of wind comes by, you got just a stray cart rolling across a, uh, a parking lot that could hit somebody's car, that could, you know, interfere with just somebody doing whatever. And 
That's not fair. That's not just for anybody else to have to deal with that. Especially when, you know, let's say the person was like, you know, 50 feet away. And now, why your car all the way over here impacted my life? So, I think about it from that perspective. But also, I also think about it from the worker's perspective. Because sometimes, those little kiosks, car garages, whatever, porticos, whatever you want to call them, sometimes they're far, right? And sometimes it's cold outside, or it's raining, or snowing. And I'm like, you know, if it were me, I wouldn't want to sit, stand there and watch somebody leave the store, dump every, you know, take their stuff out of their basket, put it in their car, and then push this cart further away from the store to put it in the kiosk and then get in the car and leave. I'd be like, I mean, you could just brought it back, though, because it's actually a shorter distance. Or, you know, it, I mean, I could have met you halfway. Like, so I think about it from that perspective. And then especially now with the times of COVID and stuff, you know, um, I try my best to return it, you know, and, and you know, encourage people to, you know, wipe, wipe it down or not. Or if I'm able to myself, I'll wipe it down before I put it away. Just because I don't know that everybody else is even going to wipe it before they use it. But, you know, um, unless I'm wearing gloves. Then at that point, I'm like, well, that's all that. I mean, I already got gloves on. Yeah. I never technically touched it. So, so that, that's two for retirement. You know, along along those lines, um, and and we've been talking about growth and changing and knowing better and doing better, right? So, um, I know for a fact. I don't know how old I was. Could have been eighteen, nineteen, twenty, somewhere in that. Um, you'd be at the club. You'd be at a spot. You'd be somewhere, and um, you go to a urinal, right? As a guy. And a lot of times you're at the urinal or whatever you want. You in the bathroom, and uh, okay. Listen, it, 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 this is, is the no, no, no. Listen, this, this is the point where you swap out a piece of gum, right? Like if you're talking to people, you're okay. dancing, you might swap out a piece of gum. So like a lot of times, ah. I would spit my gum into the urinal. Mm. You know, go wash my hands, <laughs> take out a new slice of gum, mm. walk out. Now I'm fresh and back ready to go. Gosh. I did that for a number of years. It wasn't until, and it could have been Warren. I don't know if it was Warren or someone else I had a conversation with was like, yo, you know, someone has to clean behind you because that doesn't flush and pick and touch and pick up that piece of gum and dispose it for mm -hmm. you. So, like, after people have peed on that piece of gum for hours, they got to pick it up with their hands and toss it away. <laughs> Changed my life. Changed my life. <laughs> I never thought about it like that. And I was like, damn, I am a horrible person for this. Um, so I, I definitely do not do that anymore. But um, but yeah, that, that's one of those examples when, you know, as a teenager or a young 20-something, it was just like, I'm out here. I'm moving, grooving, taking this little break, get rid of that piece of gum, right? <laughs> Wash my hands, pop a new one. But that's the whole not knowing know. better. And, you know, it, it right, you can, and you and prior to that, it's unfortunate that we have an expectation that 18, 19, 20-year-old Kevin right. would have known that, right? I mean, you didn't, it wasn't something that you thought about. You know, I guess when you kind of think about it, like, well, why would I do that? But if you're not processing that way, if your brain isn't moving that way, there's no way you would be mm -hmm. considering these things. So it's not like, Kevin, you're a bad person. It's like, you know what? Now Kevin knows. So 
he's going to do differently because it's something that's uh, now in his sight. I know you're going to ask, but this, this is Hellas 5. You know, we have an open conversation so people can kind of look into our conversation. All right. All right. Save space, bro. If, 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 you, if you piss on a Super public, <laughs> public okay. toilet seat, all you guys yes. clean it up. Yes. I do. Yes. I'm in. Right. I do wipe it. Y'all are, are good people. Yes. You know, like, you know, I absolutely. Yeah. Nah, even if this, I'm just saying. Even if there's pee on it already? Nah. No, if it's pee on it already, I, I don't, I don't, I don't touch. I don't. I try not to touch oh, other God, pee. Oh God, this is. I still do. Because I'm wiping my pee. I'm not wiping everybody's pee. I'm wiping my pee. I'm just saying. True story. Yo, you know the the worst thing. Okay. The thing I hated the most about being a guy and being a dad. Men were were bad. Most men are bad peers, right? Some of a lot of us do not wipe after. So like when you have a little kid and you're potty training him and you have to sit him on a toilet because he's not tall enough to reach, right? The the toilet seats like ninety percent of the time is, is there's pee everywhere. So it's like ah so like and any dad knows when your son is like it's time to go, right. it was actually time to go to the bathroom yeah. five minutes ago. So when we're going now, it's an emergency. So before you get to sit your your kid on the toilet, you gotta like pause, <laughs> get a little soap. Paper towel, wipe the seat down, put your kid on the toilet. Hope you still got time. I used to hate that routine. You don't, you don't make a mess. Every time yeah, it made me so God. sick. Um, I used to pick Jack. I used to pick. I would pick Jack. So I would say, just hold it in peace. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't let him sit on it. Right. Point and shoot like a camera. Just hold him. Let point and shoot. Just point and point and point and go. Just do your best. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It was it was a, it was a mess, um, man. What you were you like, saying? Like, like, you know, like put the paper towel down and everything. That's all. That's number number two, man. Yeah, but you, I mean, so, if it's okay, already I'm pee on there, it's just gonna like, soak through. And having done multiple jobs, even being like a janitor at one point in my life, um, when I go into restrooms, there is nothing more frustrating than going into, uh, let's say, a bathroom stall. Where like somebody just hasn't flushed, right? Even if it's just pee, like Disgusting. because mm. on a number of levels, nobody wants to go into a urinal and see your pee. Like also, it leaves a stench. It just makes the bathroom experience that much worse. And then God forbid there's pee on the sink. I mean on the sink too, but that's on the seat <laughs> on, on the, the floor, seat. right? It's like. <laughs> So often find myself, myself, oftentimes, I'll just like, unfortunately, have to clean up after somebody else before I even use the bathroom. Because I, even if I'm like hard pressed to like use that stall, I'm like, I, I can't, I can't pee on somebody else's pee. Like I can, obviously, but it's just like, it's like, this is just making the situation worse before I make it better. I'd rather make it better first and say, you know what, this is how you should be toilet. This is how you're supposed to be all the time. You know, nice clear water, clean seat, you know, boom. When somebody comes in, they're like, ah, you know, this is a this is a well, well to do establishment. Not some fucking dive hole, like no one cares, no one cleans up stuff. Cause a lot of times you these places you go to, like, the janitors are the other people that work there. They feel like a bar or something like that. It's the bartender. After the end of the night, they gotta go in there and clean up. After they don't work and gave you drinks and all this kind of stuff. Then they gotta go in there and then clean up after, and it's like, I would just hate for that person to have to come in and just like the bathroom is just shot, like every night. 
podcast, uh, our, our viewers, our listeners are learning a lot about about our uh, our our habit, our bathroom habits. Bathroom habits, and, huh? um, and we're just we're just great guys. We just we, we <laughs> clean up after ourselves, and you know, clean up piss and everything. Yeah, we're good guys here. So, yeah. Hey, I mean Warren. Warren didn't say he did that, but um, everybody else did. Should we? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Warren. Well, Warren definitely does. Oh, does. Yeah, yeah. Warren, Warren has a whole. It's like a look, funny mop do. in his pocket. He actually mops the entire bathroom up. It's like a whole duster, duster <laughs> mop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, That's awesome. <laughs> That's Good awesome. Stuff. What about final thoughts on on uh, sayings and 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 knowledge that's been passed down that we kind of use um, today, or the or shopping, shopping cart, cart theory, yeah. either one. I guess I'll go either either other way. I mean, just just be a good be a good human, man. <laughs> just, be, just be just be a good person. Uh, you know, don't don't um you know don't don't try to don't take from someone else um to to enrich yourself. I guess number one, um, be you know be a person of integrity. And I, I keep saying the golden rule, man, but I just can't say it enough. Like, treat people the way you want to be treated. Like, if you do that, you can't go wrong in life, in my opinion. Um, and I feel like in this day and age, a lot of people um, have lost sight of that. Uh, you know, a lot of people refuse to apologize when they know they're wrong because, you know, apologizing is a sign of weakness. Um, apparently, I had no idea about that. But, you know, just 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 be a good person. Um, and let's go back to, like, just what you learned on this, like, back when we were a kid, man. Just, just treat people the way you want to be treated and... I think that's just the the best keys to success, in my opinion. I'll jump in. Um, and again, something else I've said a million times: that there's always an opportunity to learn. There's there's never a situation that exists where we can't take something away from that experience and better ourselves, or learn about somebody else, or, or ourselves, or just something. So, uh, I encourage folks to take opportunities to learn. Have open conversations. Uh, be vulnerable, if and when you're able. I mean, it's not always easy, and I 1,000% acknowledge that. But you know, if and when you're able, do it. Open up a little bit. Let your guards down, and and welcome somebody in. Uh, you may be surprised at what you find. Um, you may learn about them, but you may learn a little bit more about yourself. I'll go before you can close out, Dizzy. Um, two 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 uh, sayings that I was going to use, but then make the cut. Um, one from my football coach, Coach Daniels, is that uh, the more you realize, the better off you'll be. And I think that kind of just sums up a lot of the conversation we had today. The more you can take in, obviously, the better off it makes you. Yeah. And, um, you know, my dad used to always say, the only thing constant is change. So um, learning how to be adaptable and um, and to roll with the punches, um, those are two things that um, can be really helpful to you as you uh, progress in your life's journey. Uh -huh. Take us home. So uh, for me, um, I kind of want to talk about something that Chris had said about everybody feeling as though they have to be right. And that's a troubling trend I've noticed lately, kind of in our society. Um, we don't all have the answers um, because we don't all understand everything that's going on. And that has to be okay at a certain point because if we are so self-righteous. If any person is so self-righteous, then they are done learning. There's nothing more for them to learn. There's nothing more for them to improve upon. And because no one is that, we have to really take a very hard look at ourselves to make sure 
that we are being our true and best selves. And by being our best, by no means, means that we are at our 100%. And we should always be continuously striving to be better constantly. And it's only, it's only when the good Lord calls us home that we look back and say, I did my best. I gave everything that I had. I left it all on the table. And it's up to, to him at that point. Whomever you believe in, whatever God you believe in, or if you don't believe in God, at that point, it's out of your hands. Because at that point, then, it has to be good enough. And oftentimes it is. On that note, this has been another episode of the Fellas 5 Podcast. We missed Mario tonight. Um, had some business to take care of, but uh, we've been thinking about your brother and uh, looking forward to having you back next time around. Yeah, yeah. Find us wherever you uh, listen to podcasts for the most part. And uh, we are on Instagram, so hit us up in the DMs as well. We do respond. Shout out to the person that gave us the, the repost, the retweet. Um, we, we are keeping freaking bigger. First of all, we're international, right? Mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. Much, much. worldwide. Shout out to the worldwide listeners. Second of all, a shout out to everybody that, uh, that does listen to us. Regularly or on occasion. We appreciate you guys. You guys keep us keep us doing this thing. Even though we don't do it for you, we still appreciate you guys listening. Good night, Canada. Okay, boom. <laughs>